This is The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hi, everyone. This is Patrick, and welcome to The Wealth Standard Podcast. This is episode 214, and I have the special experience of interviewing Jason Hartman. Uh, Jason Hartman is the host of the Creating Wealth Show. Uh, He's been on the podcast in the past. We have these fascinating, scintillating conversations. He is a very, very educated, very read individual. He interviews so many people. I have no idea how he does it. He has, I think almost, he has over 900 episodes on the Creating Wealth Show. uh, And he has, I think, another 10 podcasts. Uh, He's done thousands and thousands of interviews. And he uh, really has gotten to the point where he understands wealth. He understands the criteria for it. He understands the personality. Uh, he has such a wide network. And I love talking to him. And uh, this past year, almost, let's see, it's oh, yeah, it's been over a year now, I've been part of his uh, Venture Alliance. And the Venture Alliance is just a, a mastermind group. There's only probably 30 people. Uh, and we've gone to different parts of the country. We have gone as far as uh, Dubai uh, on the very first trip. Uh, anyway, it, it's it's been really a a pleasure and uh, a huge blessing for me to to get to know him and to, to learn from him uh, and uh, to have discussions with him as well as that group. And really, what we're talking about today is something I've discussed before on the podcast. But I think that as we're going to the end of the uh, end of the the year, the fourth quarter, we're evaluating what we did this year. We're looking pa- uh, back on you know how we started the year. And we talk really about how to, you know, set the stage and what are those characteristics that create success, create wealth, and more importantly, how do you start off your your year, uh, and what are some things you can do to ensure that you have uh, the motivation, the tools, uh, the network to uh, to reach those uh, milestones you're trying to set for yourself that that you want to uh, that you want to achieve, and that's where the Meet the Masters event. Uh, came from. This is uh, Jason's 20th year. So we talk about that event, which is uh, on January 12th to the 14th. Uh, I'm going to be speaking there. And uh, it's a three-day event. I was there last year. And, and this is what I would say, and I'll end, I'll end with this so we can get into uh, the interview because uh, it was supposed to be a half-an-hour interview and it turned into a lot longer than that, which is, uh, which is no surprise, uh, uh, especially with Jason. But I would say that I look back on the events and the conferences that I've attended and I can reverse engineer literally millions and millions of dollars just from a conference. Now, it's not the material that you learn necessarily, although that's part of it. It's the, the people that you meet. It's the, the optimism, the success that is there. Uh, it, it stretches you to be bigger and better than you are right now. And I had that a couple episodes back when uh, I went through the dinner that I had with Tim Ferriss. Jason was also a part of that. That dinner in and of itself stretched my understanding of what was possible for me. And without that dinner, there's some things I wouldn't have done that I've done. And, and, and may I would have, maybe I would have done them later down the road. But I would say that when we get around people that are doing amazing things, that they're pushing the limits, they're doing the atypical, they're uh, going above and beyond their, their fears and anxieties, it's empowering. And those, those events 
uh, may not be virtual all the time. It may not be listening to information or reading a book. It's being around a group of, of people in that type of in that type of network. And uh, so, what comes from network is again, as I said before, optimism. It comes you know, there becomes this new bar that's set for you that you can try to uh, to achieve. Uh, and I always associate you know the the idea of the four minute mile with Roger Bannister. And, and the, the thing is, it's it's the the person that came second. Nobody knows what that is. But the person that came second saw that it was possible and then pushed the limits. And uh, and then when it comes down to your network, potential investment partners, potential investment ideas, maybe ideas to uh, to to uh, with a situation you're you're involved in. You know, maybe there's some answers there. Or people that have gone through the same thing. Anyway, an event, especially at the beginning of the year, is is vital. And that's where I would say if you uh, if you can stretch and you can make this event, definitely going to be worth your while. There are going to be some really cool speakers there, uh, and we also have a discount for Paradigm Life, uh, Paradigm Life, and also the Wealth Standard listeners. And so I'm going to put that link in the in the show notes as well as the email. So check that depending on how you uh, and how you uh, access this podcast. All right, that's uh, that's it. I hope you guys are having an amazing uh, an amazing fall. Had a happy Halloween, and uh, I hope you enjoy the interview with Jason Hartman. Hi everyone, thanks for joining us this week. I have a very special guest, and he is no stranger to the show. It's none other than uh, the Jason Hartman. Jason, how are you doing today? Hey, Pat, thanks for having me. I must say I didn't know we were doing video. Uh, I am wearing my Halloween costume. Well, part of it here. Look. Yes, Superman. As I told you when I saw that, <laughs> very fitting, very yeah. fitting for the, for you and then and then Coco. Well, my, my dog has a Supergirl outfit, so I figured I had to match her kind of, you know, it's not my, this is not actually my Halloween costume. I was at uh, Ken McElroy's Halloween party the other night, you know, oh, cool. he's the uh, Rich Dad advisor, Rich Dad author. Yeah. And um, uh, I had a completely different costume at that party, but uh, yeah, this is not an actual costume. And then of course, I look like a total deadbeat today. I was just doing office work. So yeah, thanks for having me. We're going to get into quite a bit today. I really wanted to, to interview you and focus on your upcoming event, which is Meet the Masters. This is your 20th anniversary. It's an event that you put on once a year, but looking at this year, given the anniversary, but also some of the speaker lineup you have, I wanted to explore really your, you know, your kind of reasoning behind it and what you think the attendees will get out of it uh, and, uh, and you know, kind of maybe gravitate into where you think 2008 is going to land as far as real estate is concerned. So we'll get, let's get into all those, all those topics. I think you meant to say 2017, right? Well, meet the masters <laughs> of 2018, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. I thought you said 2008. I apologize. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause you know, that's uh, probably when we started meet the masters, you know, this is our 20th anniversary event. We used to do it twice a year and we stopped because it's just too much work. So we've probably been doing this event for 10, 11 years now, I'm guessing. And um, uh, it's, everybody loves this event. People fly in from all over the world, uh, certainly all over the country, but we've always had a few come in from like uh, Japan and uh, Europe and Australia and so forth. And um, it's, it's a great event because, you know, our, our, 
property managers come in and and speak to our audience. Our local market specialists come in. Uh, Last year was the first time we ever had a paid speaker. Of course, you were there. Uh, That was G. Edward Griffin, who's the author of the famous book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Fantastic uh, book about the Federal Reserve and the monetary and the banking system. But this year, we are really kicking it up because it's our 20th anniversary. So we are uh, really doing some great hired speakers in addition to, uh, you know, myself, you, uh, all of the local market specialists, property management teams, lenders, so people can get like firsthand advice and they can meet all these people. You know, our investors like to invest uh, without geographical limitation, okay? Mm-hmm. So they, they want to be able to invest in the markets that make sense regardless of where they're located. And those usually aren't located in the places in which they live. And so doing, you know, they never meet a lot of these people from around the country uh, that are helping them build their portfolios. And so that's what this event is designed for, to let them meet all of those people. But we have celebrity speakers at this event, uh, and we have one big one uh, that remains to be announced. The contract is right here, and I'm just about to sign it. <laughs> so I, I hope people couldn't see the type on the contract because I can't announce that person that yet. <laughs> but that person is extremely uh, big deal, and we have a lot of fans of this person. Uh, but I'll, I'll just share my screen with you for just a moment and, and show you the, the lineup so far uh, in terms of uh, what we have, and that is right here. Uh, so you can see here we have uh, Brian Smith. He's the founder of Ugg Boots. He he basically took a shoestring company and turned it into a billion-dollar brand. Uh, so that was pretty amazing. Uh, we have Garrett Sutton. He's one of the Rich Dad Advisors. You know Garrett very well. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the author of several uh, books, uh, six books, actually, and a few of them in the Rich Dad series. Um, he's an attorney. He helps people with asset protection, estate planning. Um, he, he's really the leader of his field. Um, and, uh, you know, his advice would cost many hundreds of dollars per hour. So you can meet him, hang out with him. We're going to have him at one of the VIP dinners. Uh, he's great. This is his third time speaking at Meet the Masters. Danielle DiMartino Booth, she's the founder of Money Strong and uh, a full-time columnist, columnist for Bloomberg View. And uh, she is also a former advisor to the Federal Reserve. And what's interesting about Danielle DiMartino Booth is that she... Um, uh, is kind of rogue, you know, even though she was with the Federal Reserve. Uh, she uh, she speaks her mind about the system and, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's scammy and bad elements uh, to the system. And then um, we have Andrew Zatlin. He's, he's known as the Moneyball Economist. He's a fantastic forecaster. He talks a lot about interest rates and the real estate market and so forth. Uh, John Burns, who really is, is, one of the definite leaders in the field. He consults to all of the big home builders and real estate developers, you know, D.R. Horton, Pulte, uh, Lennar, all the big names, you know, they're building, you know, tens of thousands of homes every year across the country. And um, he's a leading research and forecasting expert in real estate, uh, John Burns Real Estate Consulting founder. So uh, those are sort of some of our kind of celebrity type speakers so far. We've got another big one, maybe two that are going to join the the uh, lineup here. Uh, but then we've got all of our, our 
our teams and our local market specialists and our property managers and the mortgage people that can help with financing and so forth. So it's going to be a phenomenal event. We added a day because the lineup is so packed. So we have three days. three days. Yeah. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, January 12th, 13th, and 14th in La Jolla, California. Beautiful property. First class uh, hotel accommodations. We've got a great room block rate uh, where people can get in um, really inexpensively for their hotel, as well as early bird ticket pricing. So, well, Jason, you look at you know the lineup that you have, and I, I would say it's a, a kind of a mix between the financial philosophy side of things, the entrepreneur philosophy, but then you also have the you know the practical side of things, which is your actual uh, investment uh, providers, your local real estate market experts. They're traveling anywhere from you know Indianapolis to Mississippi to uh, you know, Atlanta, other, yeah, Atlanta, you know, other other yeah. you know, parts of the Midwest. Right. So I, I would I'd ask you, you know, as you look at these these speakers specifically, and as you're preparing for the event, what what is it? What is kind of your your, your mission around what you want the attendee to accomplish while while they're there? Like, what type of experience do you hope that the the, the person that hasn't come before receives? Right, right. That's a great question. So this is a very practical event. Um, there's no selling. It's not a pitch fest. Um, you know, we're in the business. We're, we're a real estate brokerage. So we, we actually help people buy properties. And one of the things that uh, people have constantly told me that they ex- absolutely love about our live events, and we do, we, we do maybe five, six live events per year, sometimes more. Uh, but this is our biggest one. And um, this is the only one where we get all these experts together. That's why we call it Meet the Masters. What people really get out of it is they don't get a pie in the sky, um, you know, sales pitch. You can do anything, a lot of unrealistic expectations. You know, it seems like virtually every real estate or financial seminar out there, they're, they're filling your head with a bunch of crazy expectations, Um you know, our event, since we actually provide properties people can buy, unlike just selling info products or overpriced coaching programs or things like that, um, where, you know, there's there's no connection between the, the promises, you know, that you, you say and the actual investments people get, okay? Ours have to match up because we're actually providing the real properties. Like people at this event, they can buy properties. And, you know, those, the, the, the numbers and the metrics that we talk about have to actually come true in, in real life. You know, these properties actually have to perform. Uh, so you, you don't have to go out and find the properties yourself. It's just a whole different type of um, business. And, and that's what people say that they really love. They love the networking. They love talking to our clients. I mean, we'll have clients at this event that have been investing with us for, you know, eight, 10 years now. And, and you know, you can have lunch with them. You, you can talk with them firsthand, you know, uh, have coffee with them at the event and, um, and, and, and hear their experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, so it's a very realistic event. It's a very grounded event. Uh, I've been to so many conferences, Pat, and I know you have too, mm-hmm. where it's just pie in the sky. It's just, it's just, it's just bullshit. Okay. Well, yeah. I hate to swear, but no, that's okay. what it is. You know, a lot of these events are just, they're just scams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is, this is a real event where you can do all the stuff we talk about, you know, in real life and you can do it easily. You don't have to go hunting around neighborhoods to find properties. And, uh, you know, we, we provide all that. 
So Jason, what I would, what I would say is you, you've interviewed a lot of people. I think, I think your, your main podcast is almost at like 900. I mean, you'll yeah, we're, we're over 900 episodes on that show on the creating wealth show and over 4,000 episodes in my entire podcast network. I have learned a lot talking to all those people like yourself. This, this is what yeah, I want to ask the question, which is, yeah. so everyone has a bias and, and looking at, looking at, I mean, that's just the fact of fact of life, you know, all, all humans have it and they come to it uh, for a variety of reasons. But what I've experienced is that once they come to it, whenever there's this, whenever there's the, the, the probability of it being disproven, right. Or there being another opinion there always, always becomes this like battle. So as you've, as you've experienced so many different opinions, so many different perspectives on, you know, finance, on money management, on, uh, you know, monetary policy, fiscal policy, what politicians are doing, what the government is doing, what the markets are doing, like how, how do you go into an, an interview and really start to ask the right questions to, you know, to, to learn as opposed to getting a person's, you know, hyperbole? Well, you know, you've, you've got to ask them how things work in real life. And, you know, my, my podcast, for example, and, and, you know, people will see this from the stage at the Meet the Masters event is it's not about the guest. It's not about the speaker. It's, it's not about them. It's about the audience. The mm-hmm. audience is what we're in business for. And so, you know, I don't mind asking tough questions and pinning these people down and not letting them get away with these half-baked answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, everybody can make mistakes. They can make wrong predictions for sure. But, uh, you know, it, it's just pinning them down to something that's, that's, realistic uh and and that actually works in real life and but at the same time you look at you know and that's and that's what i i I was i was assuming you were going to to answer uh and adding adding to that if you if you really if you look at the experience of an individual oftentimes they'll see someone on stage they'll they'll hear somebody on a podcast listen to you and it's kind of like they instead of forming their own opinion they adopt the opinion of that person speaking, whether it's good, good, whether it's correct, incorrect, uh, whether it's partial. And so looking at, you know, all of the news that exists today, all of the advice that exists today, you've still settled on this idea of, of investing, uh, with a specific asset class in a certain way, uh, regardless of what you've seen as far as investment, innovation, investment ideas, and and so forth. So why don't you kind of walk the our, our listeners through this, which is, you know, you're bringing all these different speakers talking about the economy, talking about building a business, talking about legal issues, and you're bringing in local, bringing in local uh, market specialists. Like, why haven't you gone outside of really your, you know, your zone? I mean, you, you're, you explore a lot, right? You explore so many different topics. You have so many different guests. They're all dynamic but yet you still have kind of clung to this, this asset class, regardless of what you've seen out there. And I think that's very, very unique uh, relative to the other shows that are out there, which I love because you go in all sorts of directions as far as your guests are concerned. I mean, you have a lot of different topics as well as that are, that are, uh, you know, through other podcasts, but specifically creating wealth one, like why, why haven't you, have you ever been like, you know, you you felt like you needed to? You oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Def- de- definitely get tempted, you know. Um, I, I mean, I think the thing is, look at, there's a, there's a quote, um, and I can't remember the exact quote, but something like to the effect of, you know, when it comes to matters of fashion, 
go with the wind, go with the flow. But when it comes to matters of principle, stand like a rock. Okay. And, and, you know, Love that. I, I, my investment philosophy that I really created back in about 2004, you know, about 13 years ago, most of it, the core of it uh, came from, from about 2004, 2005. And, you know, I just wanted to outline some, some deep, never changing principles that kind of guide everything right now, you know, they all apply and they'll uh, morph a little bit over the years, but the, the, the base core concepts like my 10 commandments of successful investing that doesn't change you know that that just it just works it doesn't matter what the market is doing what the economy is doing what the latest fad is um these are principles they're just absolute so far at least i mean you know it hasn't been a millennia yet obviously <laughs> but but they they seem to be pretty darn consistent no matter what uh, you know, there are all kinds of things that tempt us as investors and, and entrepreneurs, right? Uh, you know, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, whatever the latest fad is, the tulip bubble, you know, in Holland. I mean, you know, these, these things are, you, you hear all these stories, you know, the stock market doing this. That's like that uh, John D. Rockefeller quote uh, from years ago. You know, he knew he knew the Great Depression was coming when his shoeshine boy was giving him stock advice, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and all this kind of stuff. Everybody's like susceptible to these fads and I just don't want to be susceptible to them. And I, you know, I think, listen, I'd love like with the cryptocurrency thing, I've said it before many times, I'd love nothing more than to be wrong about this, mm -hmm. but I don't think I'm going to be wrong. And it's hard to say that when you see the kind of money people are making, but they can lose it in a day just as fast. And you can't forget that. So over the years, I've just become a lot more conservative as an investor. I, I just don't like to lose money. Uh, you know, I've, I've lost enough of it in my life and learned a lot of hard lessons. And it's just hard to earn it back. You know, so if you're at the point in your life where you want something stable and consistent and reliable, uh, this is the event for you. This is the philosophy for you. This, this, it just works, you know, uh, it works decade in and decade out, uh, just buying conservative quality properties that follow along with my 10 commandments of successful investing that use my risk evaluator model based on land to improvement ratio or LTI ratio. This is something I invented. Um, and uh, it took me 19 years to discover that. So, uh, there, there are some kind of core things and our philosophy. And, you know, we, we morph and change a little bit, but not a lot. You know, it's, it's a pretty consistent thing. Yeah. And I would, and I would say, again, going to, going to values and principles, right. It, it, they're determined or created, or just, I guess you could say discovered by those trials. And sometimes what a person does consider as a principle or, or a value, uh, it can, it can be tested and fail, which now it becomes kind of a, a theory or an idea in a sense. Mm -hmm. So looking at, I mean, your 10 commandments of investing, we won't go through those right now. We, I think we did that on the, the very first uh, podcast we did together, but it really, it really comes down to, yeah, looking at, looking at the, the market cycles, looking at how things are innovating, you know, it comes down to, you know, real estate still being one of those staple things that everybody needs to, you know, to, to yep. survive. They need a place to stay. And really looking at how our demographics have, have shifted, it's just presented a lot of opportunities uh, given that and the demand for renting and also with how low interest rates are. But again, you have, to, you have to pick and choose the different markets. And one of the things you mentioned a few minutes ago was the fact that in a lot, in a lot of cities, a lot of urban areas, there, there simply 
the numbers don't don't make any sense. It may make they sense work, in yeah. there, but as yeah. far as you know, buying for for income uh, producing purposes, it uh, it doesn't. And I think those type of markets are. They're they're slowly kind of contracting to to an extent. Cash flow cash flow is very reliable. It's not perfect. Nothing's perfect, but it's very reliable. Whereas uh, appreciation is not reliable at all. I've never met anybody in all these years in the business that can reliably predict the cycles of appreciation and depreciation, and that's why you've just got to follow commandment number five. Uh, thou shalt not gamble. The property must make sense the day you buy it or you, you simply don't buy it. And that's, you know, one core of our investing philosophy. And, uh, and so that, that's, you know, what people will see. They will see at this event, they will see properties that look like that, okay? <laughs> you know, that work like that, that make sense the day you buy them and are very reliable in terms of the cycle. Uh, you know, Stephen Covey, uh, who's one of my favorite authors, the late Stephen Covey, um, he, he used to talk about something. I, I just loved his body of work. Uh, you know, he wrote, of course, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, First Things First, and uh, many other books, Principle-Centered Leadership. And um, he used to talk about uh, the law of man and the law of the farm. Okay, and you, you, I'm sure you've read his work, Pat. Mm-hmm. And um, and the the law of of man is that you can take shortcuts, that you can cheat, that you can hack. And you know, some things can be hacked a little bit. Okay, I, I agree with that. You know, there's a whole movement called biohacking, right? And um, you know, it's it's not totally proven yet, but uh, you know, people are attempting to hack the system to beat the system, right? And the the example that Stephen Covey uses is he said, you know, he had a PhD, right? So he he talked about when he was in college, um, you know, in undergrad, he could he could cram for an exam and pass the next day, and he'd be okay, right? He could cram right before, you know, kind of be flaky all semester, not study much, and then just cram, and he'd be okay, right? But when he got into grad school, he said it was like a whole different level, okay? He couldn't cram like that. He had to learn the material all along the way. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a farm, and, and the way farmers work, right? You can't hack that very, you can hack it a little bit. Look at Monsanto, right? But <laughs> that's another discussion. Um, but you got to plant the seeds at, at a certain time and harvest them at another time, right? You can't do it the night before, right? If you, if you try to do it the night before, you're, you're not going to have a crop, okay? You've got to plant the seeds and you've got to be patient and work with the law of nature, Right. And uh, and the, the law of man isn't that way. And um, you can't in some things you just can't take shortcuts. OK. And all the law of man people are the people that are making money in markets like Los Angeles and uh, New York City and Boston and South Florida. And just remember, those markets suffered terribly during the Great Recession, much worse than any of the markets we recommend that are more the law of nature markets. They're the linear, consistent markets. You put your money in, you manage your properties, and things just work over time. Um, you know, the, the people that are into the latest gold rush, the latest gimmick, you know, the cryptocurrencies, the Bitcoin, you know, that's the law of man, okay? 
you know, everything will have its day and its season under the sun. And, uh, yep. you know, what goes up must come down. So well, it's also, it's kind of more the law of the shiny object too. Yeah. I mean, I, I Shine, yeah it's a good way to put it. Shiny um, object. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I think all human, human beings, we're trying to be more efficient. We're trying to do more right. with less. Uh, we're all, we see things that shine and we want to be a part of that. We can ar- rise out of it. But in, but in the end, I would, I would say that, yeah, that that's the first time I've heard you speak of that before. And, uh, and even though, you know, here in Utah, Stephen, Stephen Covey, this is a stomping ground. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but it, it resonated because if you look at, you know, you really look at the, the strategy associated with uh, not only buying in the right areas that have the right demand, where the metrics make sense, uh, where it is principles-based, um, it's also a different type of investment relative to the typical one. And it's not an accumulation strategy. It's not a build up a massive uh, nest egg and live off of interest, right? It's, it's earning and producing uh, your returns from day one as a, as a cash flow. And this is where I think it's, it's really, really important. And maybe what I perceive as some of the, uh, the reason behind the speakers that you've chosen and some of the guests that you put on your podcast as well, which is as you build this income, it puts you in the position where you, you know, you're, what you're doing to earn your bread, it, it becomes now, you know, one of those things where you don't have to do it. Now it may take, depending on where a person's at, it may take you a while to build up that type of income, but it puts you in the position where that is really where the, the efficiency, the ideas, not necessarily chasing shiny objects, but you're pursuing something, you know, whether it's a business or entrepreneurialism, or it's, it's doing something that you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to do. But most people are stuck in this rut of having to do certain things and they get their rise, right? Or their, you know, their, their adrenaline flowing by the way they invest and I would say if people and they're, and they're around, not most of those people aren't investors. OK, yeah, you know, they're speculators, they're gamblers, yeah. you know, investing at the end of the day, Pat, investing is the legitimate process of creating value over time. Mm-hmm. And the world's most famous investor is exactly that Warren Buffett. That's exactly what he does. OK, we just do it with a better asset class. Look, if you think you're going to be the Warren Buffett what you got to realize is Warren Buffett is an insider. He's an activist. He's basically, mm-hmm. in many ways, running these companies that yep. he invests in. Okay, he's 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 he shouldn't even be called an investor. He should be called an entrepreneur yeah. in a way, you know. And um, and uh, you know, with with income property, we apply that same kind of value investing concept to the most historically proven asset class in the world. And, uh, and, and that's why it works. Okay. This is just the legitimate process of creating value over time. Everything else is gambling. It's speculation. It's not investing. And then it goes to, you know, finishing off my thought. It was, it's, it's more of the purpose purpose behind it where investment isn't speculation. You, you hit the nail on the head there. And I would say it's what, what is that end result? And the end result, I would say, of, of those that uh, have invested with you, I've invested with you, my, my philosophy has been figure out ways in which investments can get you to the point where you choose what you, what you do, what you create as far as your, your day-to-day value. Uh, and I would say most people are in the rut of, of having to work, having to do something that they don't enjoy. And it's routine, it's mundane. And then they they speculate and get their, you know, their, their rise on making those type of investments that may crash, they may go to the moon. And that's where I would say, you know, it's a backwards, it's a backwards approach. 
where wealth is basically creating this sense of freedom so you can go out and really uh, produce with stuff that you'd like to like to do. And, uh, and you know, in a way, I would say it's, it's helped me, you know, to understand your philosophy. It's helped me as a, an investor uh, to really understand what is my what is my purpose to not speculate when I'm going to speculate, speculate on things that I can control, whether it's a marketing campaign or whether it's a book or whether it's an event, things where, you know, it, it wouldn't necessarily be an investment uh, other than an investment in, in myself. Because right. you get a twofold result from that. You learn something from it, right? Absolutely. And so even if the thing itself doesn't work out, you've learned a lesson. You know, I'm not, I don't want to say that you can never speculate, right? I, I speculate sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's not your core strategy. That's a sideline. If you have some wealth, then heck, you know, you can use 10, 15, even 20% of it, depending on how, how much wealth you have. And you can gamble a little bit and speculate and, you know, buy some Bitcoin and, you know, have one property in a crazy market like South Florida before it goes down the tubes again. Uh, You know, um, it's just it shouldn't be your core strategy. If you have Mm -hmm. to follow your investments on a daily basis, then it's not not an investment. (laughs) Okay, that's just a speculation. You know, like if you're the person who is is having lunch and you're walking out of the restaurant, you walk through kind of the bar area and there's a TV up there and it's got the report of the stock market on, or if you're checking your phone to check the market, you know, that you're not investing. You're a speculator. You're yep. a gambler. No, and I would say the end is one of the things that we, you know, we see eye to eye on, on many things, but this is, this is where we, you know, really look at investing in a very similar, similar way because I, I speculate as well, not with, not with investments, I, I, I get to see a lot of what people do with their money. It's, it's bothersome to me. And I would say, I understand why people are speculating, but I would, I would argue to, to the ends of the earth where if you have your foundation established, it's kind of like that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Without, if, if you go through those rungs, those, you know, those levels, and you try to go, you know, right to self-actualization or right to, you know, self-esteem without having shelter, without having food, without having a safe place to, you're going to, it's gonna, not going to work. It's, it's very similar with finance where yeah. that foundation is in place. Now it puts you in the position of, of speculating, but doing so with what you said, you know, doing so with uh, a kind of a, a, a uh, zero sum, non-zero sum game, which is, yeah. you know, you win. Whether you lose on the speculation or not, you win. Yeah, yeah. But income property is a multidimensional asset class where you earn your returns from many different sources. Of course, you know, capital gains, cash flow, that covers uh, non-dividend paying stocks and dividend paying stocks. Uh, You know, uh, so it covers those two categories, gold, Bitcoin, you know, that kind of stuff, non-dividend paying, just pure speculation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you have the income component, but you also have uh, tax benefits, you have leverage, you have what I call inflation-induced debt destruction, literally one of my own discoveries, right? And I I made up that word for it, or that phrase for it. Uh, So you have these multi-dimensional ways in which you earn money. And uh, a lot of people don't really know how to keep score with that stuff. No, I agree. And, and that's where I would say education comes into play. And that, and I would say your, your podcast is, is a great, uh, a great resource to do that. Meet the masters is another good, obviously another good place to start. Uh, and then maybe the final, the final thing that I would say, because yeah, we, uh, we're, 
I got some Halloween to do tonight. We're obviously yeah. recording this. Trick or treating. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, I, I've got my T-shirt on. <laughs> uh, but what I what I would say is, you know, as I look at events, right, and and the conferences that I go to, there are there are, there are a few benefits, and it and it depends on the event. But the benefit that I that I've seen with a lot of the events that I've attended recently isn't necessarily the content that is talked about uh, on stage. Right. No, that's yeah. some of it. It's the interaction and yeah. it's interaction based on a few of a few uh, dynamics. One is the interaction, seeing what other people are doing, which I would say gives people confidence, especially those mm-hmm. that, you know, aren't, aren't full in, right. Those that may have their toe in the water. Right. Uh, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is you gain ideas and you brainstorm and you network uh, and you, you know, create connections, which could be of value, whether it's from an investment standpoint, from a business standpoint, from a, uh, you know, mastermind standpoint, whatever the case may be. But I would say right. the, it's, it's not necessarily what happens on stage at the event. That's uh that's the value. It's I agree. Couldn't, couldn't people agree you're yeah. around and what that does to what that does to you as an individual. And mm-hmm. especially this is in January. So mm-hmm. it is one of the best ways to kick off your year where you, your, your bar is raised a little bit and yeah. you now have created, you know, essentially some, some new expectations, hopefully, but they're not based on, you know, what you did last year. They're, they're maybe based on what you see as a possibility given yeah. who you've interacted with, uh, what you've seen done and, and the possibilities created from that. Pat, one of the things uh, that we just announced on, on the podcast is a contest for the best five-year plan. Mm-hmm. And we want uh, listeners to submit a video to us or put it on YouTube uh, and, and talk about their five-year plan for building their portfolio and what their life will look like in five years. That's awesome. And I'll tell you something, what you were just mentioning about the importance of getting involved in a mastermind group going to the right conferences is super important because there you know there there are sort of two major elements in all of our lives and this is a little bit uh esoteric maybe for some uh and maybe some have heard this but there's context and content okay and these are different things right most people try to change their lives by working on the content you know they rearrange some things they buy a new car they move to a new house whatever and you know that changes things a little bit but if you want like real and lasting change you've got to change the context of your life and most of that context comes from the people we associate with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll tell you something, some of the biggest mistakes I've made in life is staying in my home or staying in my office and not getting out and meeting people. When you get out and meet people, especially at the right conferences and events, your whole context just grows. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. Fish live in water, right? Right. But they probably, I don't know this for sure, they probably don't notice the water, okay? Because the water is just their context. You know, we live in air, and hopefully we live in a city that's not too polluted where we don't notice the air, right? We don't actually see it. But everything in our life is generated out of that, that context, that environment. And when we change our context, which mostly comes from our associations and the people we hang out with, and so when you come to like meet the masters of income property, you're at lunch or you're at dinner with, and you're at a table with some, some investors that are doing some big things. And you, you realize, hey, you know, this is just a normal person 
they're no, they're no, they're not far out of reach. They're just here. And I know them. They're just a regular person. And look at what they've accomplished. Then it changes your context for what you can accomplish. And that's huge. That, that just makes such a difference. Certainly you can get some of this by listening to podcasts, good audiobooks. Yes, absolutely. You can do that. But when you meet people in person, in, in a live setting, it, it really, that's where the big, the big improvement comes. No, and I agree because I, I, I think in the end, you know, really what the potential of a human being is, and you and I have talked about this, you know, a ton on the podcast, on your podcast, where what, what is possible for a human being is beyond anything that we can imagine, right? Just look at what's happened in the last 50 years. But the idea is why, why do people get stuck? And I think the stuck is because of their associations and it's within those associations, the fear of looking bad, the fear of failing, the fear of looking bad because you failed. Well, and it's the tall poppy syndrome. You know, many of our friends don't really want us to succeed. (laughs) Okay. You know, and so that means we got to get better friends, new friends that are you know, doing better things than we're doing. So for sure, I caught myself and I'll, maybe we'll end with this, but I caught myself uh, this weekend uh, and, and I, I was surprised. And again, it just shows, you know, that your environment is so, is so important. And, and so I, you know, my kids, I always try to, I, with, with my kids, I try to create an environment where, you know, they're safe, but they also um, are not, uh, are not afraid. And they're not afraid of, you know, making mistakes. They're not afraid of telling the truth, which I think oftentimes the context uh, of a family is not, is not that. And so I said something to my almost 13 year old, which I totally caught myself and, and, uh, and was able to, you know, rewind a little bit with her, which was, she wanted to, you know, do this thing with a YouTube channel. And, and I was like, Oh, Hannah, that, that's probably not possible for you. And, and I caught myself, I'm like, what the, I mean, it, I, cause I think kids these days yeah. are being told you know, by these older people that have no idea what the freak they're doing, that, you know, they can't do certain things, that this is not possible, that's not possible. And I think it ruins kids' lives because kids get to this point where the context in which is created, right, is based on their peers, is based on, well, here's the, this is. Is the yeah. way you have to yeah. do things. You got to go to school. You got to do this. You got to yeah, graduate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get a job. And I think it ruins kids because it removes that, you know, it, it, puts, a, it puts a ceiling on them. And yeah, sure, sure. It, it, it limits their context. Yeah. And certainly uh, the, the public school system is a pathetic disaster. We all know that. Uh, it's just a terrible environment. Uh, and, you know, the government needs to get out of the school business because they, 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 they suck at it. They, well, they, they need to get out of a lot of businesses <laughs> for sure. But uh, that's a whole other discussion. Yep. But yes, you're absolutely right. And if you look at now, Hannah is Generation Z. But if you look at Generation Y, okay, or, or the millennial generation, the famous, most famous generation potentially in history, uh, and the largest demographic cohort in American history, uh, you know, they've been catered to like no other generation in human history. I mean, they've had helicopter parents that have carted them around to every soccer game and everything. And uh, it's just, um, yeah, it's, you know, you got to take some risk and uh, grow your context. That's the way you, you grow it. So. All right, Jason. Well, hey, we can, you know, this, this is the danger of you and I speaking because we can go on for hours and hours and hours and hours. I'm going to post uh, some information about Meet the Masters uh, on the show notes as well as on social media because... And, and a registration link, right, Pat? And the registration files we're okay. going to get to next. And you've okay. given us uh, permission to, to, for our audience to, uh, to have a, a discount, a discount yep. price uh, plus the early bird special. 
So we're going to, we're going to post that. This is an event where, you know, it is, it's in a beautiful part of the world, beautiful part of the United States. It's in uh, the perfect time because it's cold in most places, but also from a time standpoint, the beginning of the year is the year in which you create your own context. So I think that there's going to be definitely some experiences that will do that for you. And uh, so if you can get there, get there because you won't, uh, you won't regret it. And hey, visiting uh, San Diego, La Jolla, California in the middle of January is probably nicer weather than wherever you live. So <laughs> that's another good reason. probability that that is, uh, that is accurate. Yeah. Okay, Jason, Thanks. it was awesome to have you on. I wish you a, a happy Halloween. Okay. And uh, yep. we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Happy Halloween and happy investing. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial. 